This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. This is an area that is rapidly expanding into every product space with clear benefits to the consumer and represents a tremendous opportunity for manufacturers. The technology is advancing so rapidly that regulators and standards organizations cannot keep pace. That's WQA Vice President Steve Verstrat from his presentation at the Mid-Year Leadership Conference Industry Update. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Find us at wqa.org on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is podcast number 92. And if you're joining us for the first time, we are so glad to have you with us. In this episode, we'll hear from Steve Verstrat about the international marketplace and regulatory environment and why he believes the industry is positioned for continued growth, especially in China and India. And later, we'll get a regulatory update and I'll have our WQA tip. By the way, if you missed our recent interview with Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha, the pediatrician who helped bring to light the lead crisis in Flint, Michigan, you'll want to listen to episode 90. It's a very interesting story. Now on to WQA Vice President Steve Verstrat and his remarks from the recent industry update at the virtual Mid-Year Leadership Conference on WQA Radio. As a starting point, let's take a look at the global marketplace for our industry. As you can see, the global market is strong with a positive outlook for the long-term sustained growth. The five markets here represent 65% of the global sales as of 2016 and are projected to capture 73% of the market by 2023. China and India will see double-digit growth and their market share will continue to increase with a corresponding decrease in market share for the US, Korea, and Japan. So what are the regulatory trends? There are many, but I will speak to three. First, think for a moment, what would you consider Europe's largest export? Some would say automobiles, perhaps industrial machinery, for some of us a fine wine. They're all notable, but frankly, in terms of global impact, Europe's greatest export would be regulations. We have all been impacted by regulations whose roots can be traced back to Europe. As such, if you want to identify global regulatory trends, look to Europe and the EU. The ROSE Directive and REACH Directive are notable examples, and closer to home, Prop 65 remains as a constant point of concern. Given the current state of what can be termed chemophobia, one can only expect the list of prohibited and restricted materials to expand. Regulations on source water protection and drinking water quality continue to intensify and will place more of a burden on officials responsible for wastewater and drinking water treatment. As Eric indicated, all eyes are on PFAS, and I fear we have barely scratched the surface relative to the scope and breadth of this global issue. Microplastics is another area of emerging concern. Scientists, NGOs, and regulators are now beginning to understand the potential significance of microplastics in the environment, and you can anticipate action will be forthcoming. Next, there's growing trends in trade practices and consumer protection regulations 
particularly in market surveillance activities. There's been big upticks in China, Korea, Taiwan, and the EU where products are being sampled, tested, and evaluated for compli compliance purposes. Failure in market surveillance review can have serious consequences, all of which can destroy corporate reputation and brand image. The final point is with regard to connectivity or the Internet of Things. This is an area that is rapidly expanding into every product space with clear benefits to the consumer and represents a tremendous opportunity for manufacturers. The technology is advancing so rapidly that regulators and standards organizations cannot keep pace. When thinking of compliance, you can look at connectivity as a three-legged stool. Product safety serves as one leg. For example, Consider what design features have been incorporated into a hot, cold dispenser that can control the temperature remotely. How do you ensure that the design is such that you won't remotely increase the temperature and create a scald hazard to the consumer, or perhaps a thermal failure of the device? Second, cybersecurity. Is the product protected, and are your networks protected and secured? As an example, there was a casino in Vegas, where we'll be visiting next, next year, that installed sensors in an aquarium to monitor the water quality. These sensors were connected to a personal computer which was then tied into the casino's network. Hackers got into the PC and bypassed casino network security and as a result were able to steal over 10 gigabytes of data before the intrusion was recognized. Lastly, in an area of very close focus is privacy, consumer privacy. Requirements related to consumer and customer notifications of what data is being collected, how that data is being transmitted, and how it may be used as being subject to increasing limitations and scrutiny. So where does this leave us? My last point here, I'd like to speak to some opportunities. There is a wise person that once stated that the best way to avoid being on the menu is to be at the table, and that is directly relatable to regulatory initiatives. We can impact regulations. And you've heard the great work that David and Kathleen have been doing in terms of advocacy. But it doesn't end with them. It can start with each of us. Whether you operate as a small independent dealer or a large multinational manufacturer, there are four tenants to maintain. Diligence. Pay attention to the marketplace and the initiatives that could impact your business. Engagement. Identify key regulators and opinion leaders at the local, state, or national level and work to develop a relationship. Leverage. Regulators are not always experts in our industry and can be receptive to our input. Educate, inform, and advise where possible, and you can truly affect change. And finally, share. Make WQA aware. Your experience could be part of a larger trend that demands further action. I'll close with that. And you can watch a replay of Steve's remarks along with the entire industry update program by going to go.wqa.org slash MYLC. This is Kathleen Foltz, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. Beginning in October 2018, the state of Ohio has revised its requirements for lead service line replacements. Prior to starting a lead service line replacement or a water main replacement, the water system must offer and provide drinking water treatment filters up to a period of three months to consumers in the impacted area. Per the code, the filters shall meet ANSI standard 53. 
If you would like to learn more about this specific regulation or investigate other policies in your state, visit the WQA Regulatory Info Search database under Regulatory Affairs on WQA.org. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. And now this week's WQA tip. Are you prepared for an emergency at your business? That's the subject of our next WQA Essentials webinar. From weather-related disasters to data breaches to a warehouse fire, Richard Cook of Culligan International covers the importance of having an emergency preparedness plan and what that plan should include. Cook leads an hour-long session beginning at noon Eastern Daylight Time, 11 o'clock Central, on Wednesday, October 31st. Register at wqa.org slash webinars. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at wqa.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio. WQA Radio.